0: the Doug zone. Now look, because my house didn't have internet, I know we might be a little bit late to this party. Jillian, you've heard about the tunnels though, right? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Just, like I said, I know I'm late to this party. I'm sure that other people have said this, but can you imagine being the one man on earth who says the Jews are tunneling beneath my feet and and doesn't have paranoid schizophrenia? Just fantastic. He gives us all hope. Um, like if I heard tunneling sounds and men speaking Yiddish beneath my feet, I think I would shoot myself because I go, well, finally, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back has arrived. I've lost it.
1: 100%. I would never assume that was real.
0: Yeah, I still didn't for like a day after the story. I was. It took me a long time to do anything about that one because I was like, look. If there if is, this isn't any, real. Yeah, I was like, if there is any other explanation for what's going on right now, I cannot be seen boasting about it. Um, but once the consensus was formed, like, yes, there are tunnels. This is real. I was like, all right, hell yeah. Off we go. Because um, <laughs> it is. It's a bummer. We got the funniest story of 2024 in, like, the first week.
1: Yeah, it. There's no way we get anything better, right?
0: I, yeah. I cannot see how we could. I mean, because the thing is, all the other funny things that are going to happen will be like tinged with horror. Like, you know, oh, for yeah. instance, Trump just like sweeping the mm-hmm. Iowa primaries, and by my approximation, the White House. Did you see Biden is currently polling lower than Trump was after January sixth.
1: Jesus. Um, which is insane. Maybe you don't run Biden. Ever think about that? You know. Ever think about that, Democrats, how you don't have to run the incumbent, how there's no rule where you have to run the incumbent? Isn't that crazy?
0: It's it's so cool because he was run on basically, I I always thought at least, like the stated implication. And to be clear, it's not like I feel lied to. Because I guess they technically lied to me, but I was never going to vote for Biden. So it's not like they've like failed to fulfill any promises that I was hoping they would keep. But like the subtext, I thought, to His whole campaign was basically like, he's going to get in there, he's going to make things normal, and then we'll run a different candidate in 2024. I don't remember they ever actually said that.
1: But it's what they should be doing.
0: Yeah, and it's what everyone seemed to think was going to happen.
1: Which I don't know why, to be completely honest.
0: No, it's because they're spineless cowards who hate winning. Um, Been sick, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little... A little crotchety today when I think about the Democrats, but um, but yeah, no, th- that's the reason is because who would they run, right? Like n- yeah. name a Democrat who gets people excited, who hasn't either been like just completely folded into the machine and like unified with it, like the board, or been like murdered by them several times over and then started really doubling down on supporting Israel, like uh, you know, Bernie or John Fetterman did. Um,
1: they just. They need someone new. Yeah.
0: Just a random off the street. Me. They should run me. They should. Um, <laughs> I'm just sort of running around like, hey, you know that, you know what everybody says, you know what everyone remembers about Ulysses S. Grant? I think it's time we have a real president in the White House again. Uh, <laughs> just like Grant. I hate racism and I love whiskey. Uh, and you know what?
1: That can be your whole platform.
0: That coalition, I think we would stand a chance.
1: Uh-huh better chance than fucking biden does
0: yeah i think the the real problem would be like you know i'd get to the stage with the the debate stage and then just like be too busy like laughing at trump's jokes to actually respond to the things he was saying
1: yeah Um, which might be the best response is just to laugh at him
0: yeah well that's the problem so i'd be laughing with him there's no way i'm laughing at the guy um but yeah no (laughs) i
1: was showing my brother clips because my, my brother is very pro Trump, but I was showing him clips, like the the Hannibal Lecter clip and the one you just oh. sent me, and he was like, oh, God, this guy never misses. And I was like, you're not wrong. He
0: you're doesn't. Wrong. It's, I hate the, to say it.
1: Well, we can't call him a fat pig. It is so good. He's so sick.
0: Did you see, I don't remember if I sent it to you or not, the thing that he said after the primaries? Hang on, I took a no. screenshot of it. I sent it to my parents. And I was like, I know you guys don't like Trump, but come on. Um, Here it is. This is a quote from a headline. Trump says, quote, we don't even know what the outcome is for second place after saying he wanted to, quote, congratulate Nikki and Ron for having a good time together. Which, like, (laughs) God damn, dude. Devastating. Um,
1: It's zero with the narrow down. He's below zero was also so good. (laughs)
0: Yeah, It's like. It's the Trump is like somehow the exact opposite of Biden. Which is to say, I don't know why the Republicans are even pretending that they're going to run anyone else. Because Mm -hmm. we all know, like, look, man, you come for the king, you best not miss. And I'm sorry, but Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, Nikki they're not sending their best, folks. No, they're
1: not. They're not trying.
0: Yeah, just these, like, pathetic little worms who are going to, like, roll over and, like, start kissing the ring and groveling again the moment he gets the nomination. Mm -hmm. like, ugh.
1: Part of me almost wishes he just like already had two terms so it was over.
0: Yeah, no, it is so sick that he's going to William Howard Taft. Or is it Grover Cleveland? Which one is the one that like served two I don't I'm know. I'm so excited for Well, I'm not excited for it, but it's going to be so funny that there will all the books like that's the one fact everyone knows about whichever president whose name I can't remember is like well, he served the one two non-consecutive terms. Yeah. But well, we all do know that, right? That that's happened like once yes. before. Hang on, let me see. Is it Grover Cleveland? I think it's Grover Cleveland. Because Taft was the fat one.
1: Taft was the fat one.
0: Yes, 22nd and 24th president. Um,
1: yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Um, but if he just ran two terms, it would have been over. And we would have been moving on to something else.
2: Yeah, Not exactly. would be
1: better in any way, shape, or form, but it'd be different. I
0: mean... It would be DeSantis, is I think the problem. Um, Like, uh, what I'm hoping is that like the one positive outcome from this will be that like Trump like grinds DeSantis into the dirt and his star stops rising. mm -hmm. Um, but also now that I think about it, honestly, I feel like DeSantis, unlike Trump, is much more likely to lose against just a generic Democrat.
1: Yes, because he's not. He lacks like the. He's not just a famous person.
0: Yeah, well he lacks like the the sort of fervor that Trump's base has. Like Mm -hmm. DeSantis is kind of like the um trying to think he's like the Bruno Mars of politics. Which is to say, as long as he keeps like cranking out the hits, he's got people following him. But Trump is the Taylor Swift of politics, right? He's got this deranged little group of fans who will do anything for him. Right? Like I've said it before. Do you imagine if Taylor Swift was, like, politically active? Like, if she just, oh like, tweeted God. out one day, like, I want Ron DeSantis's head on my desk. Like, it, happened. it would happen. It would happen. People the, are the shooting against Taylor 14-year-olds. Swift now
1: because she hasn't spoken out about the Israel-Palestine stuff.
0: Oh, are people turning on her?
1: hmm There's a small yeah, contingent believe. on TikTok <laughs> that are trying to cancel Taylor Swift. It's not working, but they're trying. Yeah.
0: I can't believe that she's continuing to do what she's done her entire life, which is to and say only— about- yeah, like only make a stand when it's completely safe to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all
1: also they're mad because apparently like her carbon emissions are insane because of the amount of private jets she.
0: Oh yeah, no, are people finally on... like actually talking yes. about that? It's deranged, dude. She like puts out more carbon than most nations. It's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. She does. Um... It's nuts because she takes a private jet like twice a day.
0: Yeah. It's a look for for all the shit everybody likes to give Maddie Healy. Deserved or no, who can say? We're not going to get into it right now. Um, <laughs> uh, he kind of hit a couple years back when he like you know before Taylor Swift got canceled for dating him, he uh he made like a statement criticizing her like post about gay rights or whatever because he was like, I've been saying this for years now. She has only done this now that the issue settled and public opinion is completely on her side. That's yep. the moment that she finally decides to come out and go like, hey, it's all right to be gay. And Taylor Swift drops, the gay people, they exist. That's fine. And I'm not going to do anything about it. You know, <laughs> uh, and everybody's like, "It's the most aggressive woman of the century. Um,
1: I don't like Taylor Swift at all. Yeah,
0: me neither. Uh,
1: Except yeah, her, just, her homophobic lyrics are very funny.
0: The homophobic version of whatever that song is, one of the funniest compositions ever. Picture to ever. Burn. Yeah, people hate it when you share that one to your Instagram story. Let me tell you.
2: I've done Picture it a couple to of burn times. She
1: and then, um, hmm. revenge, like better than oh, revenge, she, does she, she does changed she the lyrics so? of because, hey, hang on. uh I don't
0: remember that. Let's see.
1: Because the original lyrics are she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. And she decided that she Damn. can't slut shame in her new album.
0: Damn. Yeah. Now that she's the feminist queen.
1: <laughs> yes. Um,
0: honestly, baller. Uh, I don't even know what
1: they are, but they suck. Let me look them up.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same as like, it's like when uh, the Black Eyed Peas changed. Let's get, oh, we're not on the Patreon. So I'm going to catch myself there. But you know, their song, Let's Get It Started. That's not nearly as fun as the original. Who can say what the original is? I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) But. Okay, one second.
1: He was a moth to the flame. She was holding the matches.
0: Boo. Boo. Do you have That's the original not right as good. For comparison? Oh, it's not nearly as good, dude.
1: Instead of she's better known for the things she does on the mattress. That goes yeah. crazy.
0: That's crazy. Look, she's. This, this is what politics is, too, right? It's like the, we look at like the Democrats and even the Republicans who aren't Trump. Everybody is like sanded the edges off of everything.
2: Mm-hmm. So you have
0: Democrats who are going like, we're not going to win. And even when we do, we're not going to do anything. Uh, Because if we did something, who knows, it might be bad. And then you have Republicans who are just sort of like it's literally the drill tweet, like turning the big dial labeled racism and looking over my shoulder every few minutes for audience approval. Like they're just doing that, but not in like. For all the issues with Trump. When that guy's shooting from the hip and saying something racist, it comes from the heart. Whereas, like, every time DeSantis does something evil or racist, where, he, like, he, like, publishes some bill where he's like, yeah, we signed a bill into law. It's now legal to hunt and kill trans people in Florida. Like, the, the implication is that he's going, like, did you see what I just did there? Oh, did you see that? Wasn't that so cool, guys? Didn't you love what I did there? It's, like, evil and, like, pathetic employing. Whereas, yeah. Trump's just evil.
1: I love the discourse going on in Bad Boy Crimes. It was distracting me. Where oh, uh, Let's see what they... post said Ian and <laughs> Coach have good chemistry. Every time they go, Mike, I learned something new about Survivor. And Squid said, "Well, I was excluded from the from the good <laughs> chemistry, so I just retaliate."
0: And you know what? Squid was so real for that. Um, well, that was a great episode. I had I had a wonderful time listening to it. It's not quite as good as their Built by Gamers episode, uh, which I was do it. That was like, so I hadn't been listening to Bad Boy Crimes for a while, and I just decided to listen to that one. It's unlistenable. It's maybe the funniest thing they've ever recorded. It's so good.
1: Um, I've been back listening to Coward Hour, and that's oh. it. I listened to a love episode of Lemon Party, and that episode got a little too racy for me, I won't oh, yeah. lie. Oh,
0: no, yeah. It's crazy that I've, I've been the same a couple—it uh, was a couple months ago. It was ago, the one the where he—
1: was uh talking about George Floyd and I was like I cannot be Uh-oh. listening to this.
0: Yeah, I uh, I haven't I haven't heard that one. I must say, but yeah, oh. no, I, it was a couple months ago. Something similar happened. I was like I need to tap out from this one for a little bit. <laughs>
1: it's so funny because it was the episode right after like Ben's baby was born, and it was the first time them recording back, and he had watched like a a truther video about George Floyd.
0: <laughs> I love it like. It- it's like Ben is experiencing postpartum madness on behalf of his wife. Like that's He so has strange.
1: postpartum psychosis, <laughs> and I don't know how. So he goes oh, back and so forth strange. between being like, you know, there's fentanyl found in his system, to being like, having a baby girl is the most beautiful thing you can experience. And it's, it's like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite moments from Lemon Party a couple months ago was when he was like, you know, uh, he's like, when, when my kid is born and I hope that I hope my kid doesn't turn out anything like you guys. Uh, n- no offense. And they were both they were both like, why would we possibly be offended by that? Like, yes, I also hope that your baby doesn't turn out like
2: us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not to make this a, a podcast where I talk to you about love and party. But it is very funny that everyone in the hospital when he had his baby thought the baby was mixed race. Which is maybe the funniest thing that could have happened.
0: So that's why he became racist. I see it. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he just has one of those like, I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up shirts sure, for mm-hmm. his biological child. Uh, okay. Yep. Um, oh, that's so sick.
1: I'm back on uh, my bullshit of getting men to listen to terrible podcasts.
0: Because okay. I have Nobody that got- power
1: again. Wow, yeah. it's oh.
0: fun. Welcome, gentlemen. Um,
1: uh, yeah. If you've listened to A Closer Look or Coward Hour because of me, I both apologize and you're welcome.
0: Yeah, don't apologize. That's See, that's the thing, right? It's like, the stereotype. You know, you, you introduce people to, like, the media that you love. The problem, Julian, is that we both have impeccable taste. So it's yeah. only ever a gift. Um, it is. And I'm, I'm sort of the opposite, which is to say if I really like someone, I they can never learn about Coward Hour or The Dug
1: Zone. Oh, right? like, if I, I really I, like someone, they're not. Sorry if you're listening to this, but if I really like you, I would not have told you about any of this.
0: Oh, yeah. No, there's no I way either
1: I, don't know you or like you a medium amount to let you in on this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like listening to The Dug Zone is going to be, like, the final test. Like, I'm going to do that, like, the day that I ask... The day that I ask her father for permission to propose to her, mm-hmm. um, I really like the idea of me doing that like very old fashioned and traditional thing, but the thing I do immediately before it is just make her listen to my podcast. <laughs> but she'll like it. I'll I'll have her listen to like one of the forbidden episodes where we're both just like completely fucking crazy. Yes. Um and if she's still if she's still in after that, then I'm like, all right, you pass the test. And then on our wedding night I tell her Pennsylvania girl story. And I go like, actually this is, there's
1: one uh,
0: more thing <laughs> there's people uh my friend mikey shout out to mikey was asked by a group of mutual friends of ours if i was going to pennsylvania girls wedding like just other people on my campus who know us both were like hey is Matt going to the wedding um and they were trying to pressure her into going as my plus one because in their words they wanted a reliable narrator um yeah, she's so sick.
1: That's so good. I was about to tell a story, but I'll, I'll save it for the Patreon. I won't spill all the beans on my life all right, right okay. away.
0: I am. Um, I've got. I
1: need to get a little more uh, drink in me before.
0: But yeah, that is fair. I have this, which is what's not Such. bourbon at all, is what I will say. Um, it's not entirely bourbon with just a splash of uh Pepsi.
1: <laughs> no. Why would it be? And
0: if it it was, the reason for that wouldn't be that i just keep, like, drinking from this bottle and then filling it back up with bourbon whenever it gets, like, about halfway emptied. So (laughs) So you've just
1: been slowly, like, boiling a frog. You've been slowly acclimating yourself to drink straight bourbon.
0: Which is, that's the thing, is I've just been doing that for so long. Mm -hmm. And I just, I guess just sort of, like, on principle, I was like, well, I should probably start, like, mixing it with other things so I'm not just, like slugging eight shots every morning or whatever. Um it's not that For intense, sure. it's like three. Um uh but yeah, but then I I get to about halfway and it's like, well, we'll just fill it back up. Um so somehow I feel like this is definitely more potent than just like drinking. As a side note though, while we're on the subject, Grover Cleveland, uh something I discovered about him on his Wikipedia page, he led the Bourbon Democrats. Um, which is a name that I quite like. I now, do like that. Unfortunately, I do disagree with most of their positions. Which well, is to say after, so it goes. He led the Bourbon Democrats, Plama, and you're like, hell yeah, I'm on board with these guys. I'm, I'm when, yeah, then you remember that, like, you know, this was the late 1800s, and so and the so Democratic the parties, are, they're a little dicey. And also the next thing in the sentence is a pro business movement, opposed to high tariffs, free silver, inflation, imperialism, and subsidies to business farmers or veterans. Um and it's crazy what a mixed bag that, that is, you know? That where it's really like, is. yeah. I'm also opposed to like high tariffs and inflation and imperialism too.
1: And I kinda like crazy. farmers.
0: Yeah, it's kinda crazy that he's like, don't give money to farmers or veterans.
2: Like, come on, man. What'd they do to you? <laughs>
1: I did, um, no, I'll tell that on the Patreon, too. Oh, God. There's too many things that are happening in my life that I cannot share on the free episode for a variety of reasons.
0: No, you're good. I've got a couple of those, too. I will share, though. Um, so, as I said, like, yeah, I'm a little little ill. Uh, I feel fine. I just sound atrocious. Uh, but I, yesterday, when I was still, like, actually just sick, it snowed. And I went for, like, a two-hour walk in the snow without really thinking about the fact that I probably shouldn't do that while sick. sick. Yeah, and then I mentioned, it to, uh, I mentioned it to my friend later that day, and she was like, Matt, what was her word? And she was like, I don't know how you're still alive, because not even counting the suicide thing, you're just a fucking idiot. Which I really, I liked that as a sentence, because, you know, it was <laughs> Not true. even
1: counting the suicide thing, you're yeah, just a like,
0: fucking we're, idiot. We're just taking that off the board. You keep almost, like, I'm amazed you haven't accidentally died. Because when she pointed out, like, you shouldn't have done that. You should not have gone for a two-hour walk in the snow. I was like, yeah. As I'm saying it, it occurs to me that that was a bad idea. But
1: was uh, a nice uh, walk. I've been hanging out with some different people than I normally would. And... I've realized the problem is whenever I know somebody like not that well and I first start telling them things that I think are funny, but are actually just fucked up things about my life, how they're just like horrified oh, yeah. by it. because I'm telling them like all like the funny half hearted suicide attempts me and my friends have tried to pull. Yes. And they're just staring at me like that is horrible.
2: Look,
0: that's the, if you haven't tried to kill yourself, you don't understand that it's very funny to fail at killing yourself.
1: It's so funny. I was sad and I was going to make it everyone's business.
0: Yeah. And like I've said before, it's the one thing that all humans must inevitably do is die. And you're like, how did I fuck that one up? Mm It's it just is funny. But like, I think it's just for people for whom suicide is not just sort of a a daily. Well, not occurrence, but uh, consideration. Yeah, Uh, it's just a horrifying thought. I'm not even
1: sure if that was the case, but he was just very earnestly being like, "I'm so sorry that happened." (laughs) No, you don't get it. It's funny.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's fine.
1: I'm not dead, am I? Clearly, it didn't work.
0: He didn't take. Um, (laughs) I uh, last night I had some wild dreams. Um, I forget that when you don't uh hypothetically when you don't do this uh when you which is to say good lord i've poisoned my brain sorry i'm trying to re- remember what i was saying oh yeah um if you just like drink until you pass out you have wild dreams at least oh my yeah experience. um the devil showed up and tempted me to grow out my hair um <laughs> and I, 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 <laughs> I wish i was making that up because it would be the funniest oh, thing so i've funny. ever said but unfortunately it just happened like like the devil himself, I recognized him as the devil. It was very clear to me in my dream that this was the devil. He showed up and he was trying to bargain for my soul. And when I asked what he was like offering me, he just said, look in the mirror. And I turned around and there was a mirror and I just had like my normal long hair again. Um, and, you know, my response obviously was like, I mean, I can chose to cut my hair, dude. Like I can just, I can, just I can grow it back wait. out. Wait. Yeah, it'll be okay. You I'm not going to give you my soul.
1: Like, consciously, you probably, like, won't get a haircut. Not because you don't want short hair, but just because you don't want a haircut.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it'll grow. It'll be fine. I still, like, have it. It's okay. And I just... I was saying this earlier today. I know that, like, dreams don't technically have to mean something. I feel surely like that do. means something, right? Like, I don't know what okay. that means. It just feels significant that my subconscious was like, the devil wants you to grow your hair again.
1: It's you demonizing uh, the fact that you're trans.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, as I've said before, it's the I think what we're doing now is we're reaching the point where, uh, like I've said, I I live my life in such a way that any time like six months go by, it's like waking up from a dream that you realize after the fact was a nightmare.
2: Mm -hmm. But I
0: look back and I'm like, oh, holy shit. That was crazy. And I think yeah, my I subconscious is finally starting to come to terms with the last year of my life. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, I I started this year off with a bang, you know?
0: Yeah, that is strong Pepsi. Sorry, what was that? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I started this year off with a bang, and I'm really just yeah. recuperating from that since.
0: Look, that's what you got to do. You allow the rest of the year to be falling action. Was, well, maybe don't do that. Actually.
1: Also, was it also the beginning of the year when you broke it up was, with your?
0: Yeah, I think it was like January 3rd. But it was like it was right after New Year's, which I remember because yeah, my first. thought like my thought for New Year's was I cannot do this for another year, which is No,
1: on January um, 3rd was the first conversation that we had that I was like, oh, we're probably going to break up.
0: Holy shit. All right. Matt, yeah, so our lives. <laughs> the parallels were just too powerful, Joey, And this is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if we ever meet in person, I think it's going to create a black hole. I can't really, it's but it's like, you know. It's
1: going a plot hole.
0: Yeah, oh, ooh, okay, there we go. I'm, I was trying so hard not to talk about this video. Hi, <laughs> I did this one. Okay. Uh,
1: Please, it was just him sucking myself off for 20 minutes.
0: And it's so mean. But sorry, before we get into it, B should have done this last week, but I didn't know it existed last week. Well, I guess two weeks ago, whenever we last recorded. Hi, everybody. Sorry it's been so long. Uh, <laughs> We watched the Nostalgia Critic's review of the Channel Awesome film, To Boldly Flee, which Mm -hmm. astute listeners will recall, we recently
2: watched for Christmas. Um, How do you want to talk about this? Because it's just bad.
0: Because it's the Nostalgia Critic doing, like, the classic Nostalgia Critic thing, but for his own movie.
1: And I think... When was this? How close was this made compared to the movie?
0: This was posted eight years ago, um, which means it was what? Like that's twenty sixteen.
1: Okay, so not Christ, that. Dark. Oh my god! So not that long after the movie was made, right?
0: Yeah, because the movie was, I think, like two thousand twelve. One second, let me look.
1: Ugh. Oh, God. I don't know. I yeah, feel like which the problem is 12 is, years ago. Is that oh he's reviewing this movie as though it's a movie? Yeah. Which is bold. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, it, yeah, it was, it was 2012. So, yeah, this is four years after the fact. And also, it's crazy that his camera looks this bad in 2016.
2: Yeah. Good lord,
0: what are you doing? Like, in my mind, this was filmed in 2008. And I know that's not the case, but like, but yeah, it's like I said, he's doing the classic nostalgia critic thing. Like he's like doing little zingers about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like I said, it feels simultaneously like very self-congratulatory because he's putting it yes. on the same level as these movies that he's has these other movies he reviews. But also like very bitter and mean because it's like he's trying to pretend that he never wanted to make a good work of art here. Which like isn't true. Way, yeah, it's not true. And so like at least when i watched it it felt like he was simultaneously like angry at the audience for the backlash that like made this video possible and also like well i mean really that's that's all it is it feels like he's going like you've all rejected my art right and so he's like so now i'll i guess i'll like frank this shit out but uh he's also like i said anytime he like talks about the failures once or twice he'll like explicitly call out the writing. But there's so many other times where he's just like he calls people gay all the time, which is crazy. Doing that in 2016.
1: Oh, it's uh, it's a bizarre thing. He's like, so it jokes that Linkari can come out of the closet. I'm like, duh, yeah. what?
0: <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Um and he but he also like
1: Because they don't do that on, joke in the movie.
0: Yeah. And he like he clowns on the acting. Like, constantly. Where he's like, yeah, look at how annoying these people's characters are. Listen to how stiff their acting is. it's like, Doug.
2: Those are your friends. directed
0: the movie. Yeah, A, like, these are your friends. So, like, somehow it feels more, like, we said way meaner things about the cast of this movie, right? We're like, we hate them all. They're pedophiles. Like, yeah, (laughs) that feels, when I was watching this, like, this felt way uglier. Because he knows these people. Yes. Like, so there's just this like unpleasant tinge to it all. And like I said, also he directed the movie. And when you're the director, the cool thing about being the director is also the bad thing about being director, which is to say, you know, the book sort of starts and stops with you, because that's your job is to direct Direct. the movie. You get you get to show you get to decide where it goes. So when he's like, look at, he also like mentions that the green screen backgrounds are expensive, and no, they fucking aren't. There's no way those were expensive, Doug. No. They... I've seen the movie.
1: They weren't. They weren't at yeah. all. They were probably, like, built in with the software you bought.
0: Yeah. Because that's the thing about the movie. It's like, yeah, when he, like, clowns on, like, he clowns on the costumes a couple times. And it's like, those are, like, the only, some of them, uh, famously. There's a couple that we're not huge fans of. Uh, but by and large, I'd say the costumes are, like, the most endearing thing about the movie. Yes. Because those are the things that remind you that these aren't professional filmmakers. They're just like silly friends having fun on the mm-hmm. internet. Like so when he like bunks on Todd in the shadows and he's like, like I've said before, actually I think quite impressive little uh, RoboCop cosplay. Yes. Which is fun. Like it's fun in a, a uh, sort of like cobbled together. Like I made this with what I have lying around. It's, it's fun and charming. But he's like, look at how bad that looks. Anyway, those backgrounds were really expensive. And you're like, No, Doug, those are soulless and also charmless.
1: I was hoping that he would reveal why they had different people play Mati, but he mentions it and doesn't explain it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He tried to slip that one in there. He thought he wouldn't notice where he goes like Mati or at least the several at least several of the people voice acting as him. Doug, You're one of those several people. Tell us what what did you do with him? Where is he?
1: (laughs) Where is he? What closet did you hide his body in?
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Is one day we'll, like, raid his house. We find, like, various skeletons. Put him
1: under house arrest immediately.
0: Yeah, we put him under house arrest immediately. And while he's under house arrest, we're investigating his house. And we open up a little, we open a door and Mati's bones fall. he's like, I guess you could say he finally came out of the closet. And we're like, Doug, you murdered a man. What are Doug, you doing? Doug, this
1: isn't
0: funny. <laughs> Doug, I can't believe you, Doug.
2: And How did then
1: you do this? him saying that his song was the catchiest thing since DuckTales.
0: Yeah, that was a little self-congratulatory. I do hate to admit it, though. That was stuck in my head for like two weeks. So no, unfortunately, it's a
1: catchy song. I'm not going to say it's not a there. catchy song. It's However, not that
2: catchy, though. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. It was weird. I guess that I understood the plot more after watching it.
0: Yeah. Like, kind of, I guess really what we what it showed me, like watching the video was like that we didn't need to try to understand the plot nearly as hard as we did because we got all the major plot points. We were also just like assuming that like the various B plots would have like meaningful resolutions or and anything he doesn't interesting. Mention them. Yeah, like at one point. He, um He he does also again, I think that after four years of having everybody talk about how like tasteless the uh the Lingpara rape scene was. Uh, oh as a side note, I did forget. Apparently they did change the script a little bit more where originally like it she shouted no and uh Robo Lingpara shouted do not resist while Filmbrain was outside making his like silly little face going like huh, that's awkward. But um so in fact it was worse. Uh, yeah,
1: that is way worse.
0: And it's crazy that what we current what we got is better. Like that's a g- But anyway. He makes a reference where he says, like, Robo Linkara can't keep his drill in his pants or something like that. It's like, why? Doug is still horny as he's reviewing this uncomfortably horny movie. It's so bad. It's so bad. And, like, I don't know what I expected. Like, were you expecting anything else
1: from this? No, I was expecting it to be a self-congratulatory thing where he blames everyone except himself, and that's exactly what he did.
0: Yeah, and,
1: like, I guess
0: maybe expecting isn't the right word. I guess I was kind of hoping that, like, maybe we'd get a semblance of reflection from him, right? Like, it, yeah, where it's like maybe we could like it. He, he could even just like have structured it. So, it, like, the first few minutes of the video play out like they currently do. And then he has to, like, actually sit there and confront why he's doing this. And then the video became, but that's he'd not what to, Doug is. Doug doesn't hear. He'd do have
1: that. to sit there and confront why he's doing this, which he's not going to do.
0: Yeah, like, it would. It, it requires a level of, it requires any level of introspection. And I just, I feel like he just, when he's not recording, he just sits in front of that little blank white wall that he records his videos in front of and just, like, stares straight ahead, blankly. Also yeah. he's not sitting in front of the blank white wall for this review and that was Yeah,
1: it's in front of a door.
0: I didn't realize how much tension would be built up by just having him sit in a doorway where there's a visible hallway I behind him. I
1: assumed it was going to open. Check off I think the door. Be like
0: any payoff at all to that, but no, he's just like chilling in a doorway.
2: So I don't know mean. why.
0: But yeah, so like I guess it's just it's this weird combination of like bitter and spiteful and mean while also being like completely up his own ass still even when he like makes fun of things like the the sneering comparison i made to charlie kaufman at the at that final scene where he like uh where he he, he where he meets himself uh-huh. uh then dug in his review he's like oh yeah i guess the writer saw i guess the writer saw a charlie kaufman movie in film school and then like decided to put that in or like screenwriting class or something i'm like so even when you're like trying to make fun of yourself for using this thing that, like, is very hard to pull off, you still can't help but go, like, by the way, um, I've, like, studied film. Which uh,
1: like, he hasn't, right?
0: No, yeah. Let me see if I... Like, I, I might be... Un- this might be me being unfair. Let's take a look one second. I'm going to try and find the well, clip. I
1: think that's about what he says.
0: It's, like, it's the tone that he's delivering it with, even if it's not exactly what he says. Um,
2: right, let's see. I
1: don't know. This just pissed me off. I didn't want to think about yeah. boldly flee anymore, and it made me think about it. Yeah. So that wasn't and good. again,
0: like, the moments where he, like, where Doug, like, clowns on, like, the ugly effects or whatever, they just... Because some of these jokes, I feel, would be, like, funny if anyone else was delivering them. Yes. But, like, it's like... You know what this feels like, actually? This is a much smaller-scale version of that. But do you remember, well, A, do you remember Cats, parentheses, 2019? Oh, I do. What a crazy movie.
1: What a crazy, crazy movie, full of people I hate.
0: Yeah, Taylor Swift's weird, like, self-insert character who just, like, shows up and gets a Yeah, Taylor Swift and James Corden. Yeah, Uh, Rebel Wilson. It's crazy how they have, like, three of, like, the worst actors on the planet, and then also a variety of really good actors who just make me like, how did you let this happen? Like, Idris Elba is there, you're like
1: why are you here you You're definitely had better script offers it's like you were on the wire you don't have to do this it's okay uh but anyway <laughs>
0: um but after that they um i re-saw this clip a while back because someone on instagram like shared it like oh lol isn't this funny but like i think it was the oscars it was the like their section for special effects rebel wilson and james gordon came out to present it dressed in like shitty cat costumes and like it The whole audience laughed and like, no one understands the importance of visual effects more than we do. Uh, And that was like how they introduced it, which again, it's an ugly joke, right? Like, because you're, they're trying to throw the effects studio, which famously was like under budget and given like no time constantly. Mm -hmm. They're like, that's the reason the movie was bad. It's like, no, the movie was bad because of you two. You guys were bad.
1: (laughs) Y'all made the movie bad. The movie was destined to fail because of you.
0: Exactly. Like before the first frame was rendered, it was already going to be a bad movie Mm -hmm. because Tom Hooper, well, fundamentally doesn't understand musicals. But also uh, because he cast you guys like you don't get to do this. And that's the energy that I get from Doug's making jokes. It's like, no, you're the problem here. You don't get to try and be in on the joke. It's like. It's like if the CEO of a giant company at a retreat is like, "We're gonna do a roast." I've written a few jokes on my behalf, like
1: which would happen, and that's the worst part.
0: Yeah. Ah, damn, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but hang on, let me see if I can find the joke in the makes.
1: I hate award show presenters for the re for not weren't people oh, mad at film the Golden study Globes? Class. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Um, Aren't people mad at, like, the Golden Globes because they made a joke about Barbie being about boobs or something? I, I
0: really, I didn't follow it at all. I think I that's did. what he said. I, I don't know. It's like, her. they're never funny.
1: They're never funny. I liked the John Mulaney joke where he was like, she won an Oscar for being in a Marvel movie, which is like winning a Pulitzer Prize for a Reddit comment.
0: Yeah, like, that's the thing that's about, a good like, it, yeah, that's a good one in, in part because it's mean. <laughs>
1: like, exactly. <laughs> um, it's mean to Marvel. I love it.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, like, the award shows, I feel like the only times that, like, the bits are good, it's, like, the host is never funny, right? Yeah. Like, that's just, it, I, every now and then they get a couple good ones. But I found, like, at award shows, really what you get, like, is you'll get, like, a good bit between, like, two actors.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is to
0: say, when you, like, have, like, funny and charismatic people, the thing is, all the funny and charismatic people winning awards. So most of them aren't presenting presenting inherently are the ones who aren't going to be accepting anything but whenever they like come up and like do like little bits for like two or three minutes usually those are pretty good and even if they're not they're still like likable they're not like what was the name of the uh comedian Koi something i think
1: i like, hadn't heard of him to be completely honest
0: yeah me neither and i hadn't like i still haven't like watched any of it i've like scrolled past clips and he's always just like mugging at the audience so like he looks so smug he's so confident Joe Coy. Been, uh, Joe Coy.
1: What did he do?
0: Yeah, what is he in? Is he just like a comedian? Because, I mean, could
1: He me. was in the Haunted Mansion movie this last year.
0: Oh, wow. All right, yeah. So he understands what films are about. Um.
1: But basically, he's just a comedian.
0: Yeah. Well, he was in Virginia, parentheses, 2005. Let's figure out what this is. This is fascinating. Hang on. Uh, it doesn't have a Wikipedia article, which is a good sign.
1: That's a great um, sign.
0: Damn, this is a single page of Google results that I don't even have to scroll all the way down. That's how few well, things there are written about Virginia, parentheses 2005. Um, there's only seven results here. Let's take a look at the IMDb page. We'll see what we've got. Virginia, a con. <laughs> <laughs> What? What is it? Matt, read that sentence. Sorry. Virginia, a contemporary version of a female Huck Finn set in modern-day Los Angeles during the holiday season. (laughs) What? That's the nominal clause. Now we get the rest of the sentence, and I haven't read it either, so we're all in for a treat. Is the story of what happens when a child named... Virginia is it abandoned by her mother, Kelly, a heroin addict, seeking to get better, leaving her in the questioning, questionable hands of her boyfriend, Griffin. Now, I very recently reread Huck Finn for my Mark Twain class, and I would like to note, that's not, nothing about that
1: Sounds feels like, like Huck, Huck Finn. Finn. No. Huck, Finn features Huck Finn's him. mother is a heroin addict to abandon him for his boyfriend, you know?
0: Yeah. Famously, Huck Finn is abandoned and doesn't, you know, run away in the middle of the night, yeah. thereby starting the adventure. No, he's abandoned. No, he wouldn't. By his heroin addict mother.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this is fascinating. Writers, hang on, I know this name. What has Kevin Bernhardt written? Medieval, peaceful warrior. Okay, it looks like bad things, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, I feel like I've known that. Oh, well. This is fascinating, though. I need to look into this more i've got to say um
1: maybe that'll be our next movie night if we can find it somewhere
0: i think it's on tubi greatest streaming service on earth
1: greatest streaming uh, service on earth
0: i love tubi um how great is oh, tubi? there's no parents guy devastating uh let's see is there a plot summary no it's just the little description that we got
2: this is fascinating oh i want to know everything about this movie Anyway, Joe Coy was in this, Um, allegedly. That's how
0: we got on this. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Hang on, let me look up Joe Coy at the Golden Globes. I'm gonna see if we can find like the actual jokes. But I think he also made a joke about Taylor Swift, and that's why people actually got mad at him. Um, Let's see. There was Joe Coy says there was no ill intent Taylor Swift joke. Let's see. Okay, just tell me the joke. Uh, joke at the award ceremony centered around how okay, here it is. Uh, no, wait, nope, that's not it. Ah, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL at the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift.
1: That's, I'm not mad at that. It's not a good was, joke, but I'm not mad. Really,
0: yeah, it's a lame joke, but like, why are people upset by that?
1: She's Those not even the punchline, right?
0: objectively like that's (laughs) it's just true that the nfl like every game that she goes to they're like constantly cutting to her because they're trying to like because cable new i mean because cable tv is a failing industry and they're like okay we're down a quarter of a billion dollars already this year let's uh let's see if we can trick some swifties into watching football as a side note the worst sport to watch on tv
1: it's Uh, terrible I think baseball's worse on TV.
0: Okay, that's fair, actually.
1: Baseball hmm. in person is just so fun.
0: Yeah, baseball in person is fun. And, like, the other sports, I feel, just are fine in both cases, right? Like, basketball, soccer. Like, watching those, you're like, damn, there's rinks, They're oh, Yeah. Football is bad in person because you're, like, pulled on the benches, usually, in my experience. And you know, like I said, they, they move like ten feet and then stop. I'm still not entirely clear on the rules of football, I've got to admit. <laughs>
2: um
0: I I keep saying I, I, I wanna it's... get into like fantasy football and just sort of do like the equivalent of that monkey that traded stocks by throwing darts at a board. Like yes.
1: uh... <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that um because i'm from texas and high school football is such a big part of the texas culture i know all the rules to football doesn't mean i enjoy it
0: somehow i managed to go like my school's football team was the only thing that got money like famously um because it was like the only thing like we've had there were a couple people who have gone to my high school who like played in the nfl or like did like college ball like it's it's a big football school um And as a result, like the games were like a big social event, so like people would go. The choir also would like sing the national anthem pretty Mm -hmm. regularly. So I was at a ton of football games. You just I
1: didn't absorb any of it.
0: No, because that's the other thing I think is just we the team objectively was very good, like the uh, Performing Arts High School that opened up and they're like, that's the one with like all the snobby rich kids. It got sued uh-huh. for racism. I don't remember if we talked about that. Oh my God. Um, yeah. They like, they gerrymandered the districts that the school was pulling into. Um, <laughs> so like it literally, there were like parts of the district where like, it would like expand out, you know, like you'd expect a school district in a County too. And then all of a sudden it would just like become this snake that would trace up one side of a road until it got to a neighborhood and then like take the whole neighborhood. Uh, and inevitably, those were all like the neighborhoods that the members of the school board had like houses in.
1: Jesus um, Christ.
0: Yeah. Like I said, they gerrymandered school. Just it's if you crazy. wanted
1: to be a magnet school, make a magnet school.
0: Exactly. Like um, they, they had like the same like brand of they had a piano in a temperature controlled, like climate controlled box made of glass that would lower beneath the stage. When it wasn't being used. As a side note, it was also out of tune the first time I heard that. Like, the piano was definitely flat, um, which is so funny. But anyway.
1: Well, they spent me. all their money on the piano. They couldn't afford somebody to come out and tune it. <laughs> um,
0: and, like, I, I'll admit, I, I know people who have gone there, and, like, they've said it's a fine school to go to. I don't doubt that. I do hate it on principle because, I mean, come on, fuck you. But uh, sure. <laughs> anyway, we played them for their first homecoming game. It was like, as you may imagine from the like the racistly drawn performing arts school and the school that is only good at football. It was pretty devastating. That Um, sounds so funny. The final score was like 80 something to zero. Like it was devastating.
1: I went to plenty of those. So my my first like two years of high school, the team didn't lose a game.
2: Mm hmm.
1: And then we lost like we lost like two games while I was in high school, none of none of which at our home stadium. Mm -hmm. We hadn't lost a game in our home stadium until last year since it was built. So it was a big football school and like a big deal. And I remember the joke was the band. Whenever we were winning really bad, we just yelled like there's still time because we didn't want to go to any more of the playoff games (laughs) because they were old and annoying to go to. Yeah. Like, we don't want to drive six hours because it's Texas. It's too big. Yeah, it's... I don't want to drive six hours for a high school playoff game.
2: Yeah. What That's are we doing? part of
1: my attendance grade for some reason. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Terrible.
0: You guys at least get like a big bus that you could all ride on, or did you have to? Yeah.
1: 14 That's...
0: buses. Ah, uh, okay. That's, yeah. For the band. Yeah.
1: So fun so and many just, yeah. the band buses were full of debauchery it was no yeah good. That's
0: what i was about to say i was like now that i'm thinking about it actually from what i recall putting a group of hormonal teenagers on in a, like an enclosed and generally dark environment and then giving them hours of nothing with to do. with like
1: one or two adults on each bus
0: yeah and those adults i'll just if i was in their shoes i would do what every adult on one of those buses that i was on does which and is pretend say, like it
1: wasn't happening
0: I'd put on headphones and go, as long as nothing explodes, these are not coming off for the entirety of the ride.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, That was pretty much what happened.
0: Sort of solemnly look at the bus driver and go like, sorry. And then just put the headphones on. Like, hey, This is your problem now.
1: It was so bad. It was so, so bad. Yeah. Some of the buses were worse than others. There were buses that were, like, known for being bad. And you just, oh, like, that's, stay away
0: from those. That's rough. If there's a yeah. bus that has a reputation for being a party Like the school, tuba bus?
1: You stay away from the tuba bus. That, here's the thing.
0: The tuba bus, as someone who played a good deal of low brass, it would be insufferable. Relatively free of debauchery, I hope.
1: No. Um,
0: oh, no, really? Yeah. Well,
1: like, the tubas would bring girls onto the tuba bus.
0: Ah, I see. Yes, okay. Now the pieces are coming together.
1: Because you could ride on any bus. There were no set rules.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: like, you know, sections would pick out certain buses and
0: yeah, stake their claims.
1: Yeah. My I usually ended up riding with like French horns, which mm-hmm. are relatively tame people.
0: Yeah. They're like
1: they care a little too much, but that's about I it. I was
0: gonna say, yeah, they're like if somehow a trumpet player managed to be more of a tryhard. Um Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: the trumpet players were really fucking annoying. I stayed away from them. I liked the trombones yeah. as a whole. They're entertaining.
0: Trombones are great. I Last night, while almost blacked out, I was re watching that trombone champ cover of Through the Fire and the Flames. Oh, it's
1: so good.
0: I was, I almost threw up because I was laughing so hard. And that's the only reason <laughs> I would have thrown up. Like, I was crying with laughter. Um, it's just fantastic. So, listeners, I recommend that. Uh, go back through our Patreon. That was the first episode we did with Michael on the Patreon, was yep. that video.
1: So good. So oh, good.
0: Ugh. Anyway, the Doug video was bad, folks. Um,
1: I did not enjoy it.
0: Sorry. I went back over to Google Chrome, and now I'm looking back at this article about Joe Coy. There's, it's insane to me that that's the joke. I figured that it, I figured it would at least like make fun of her. But, man, the Swifties just truly are the worst. I've been think, ragging on Taylor Swift okay. a lot for a free episode. Uh, sorry, what was that?
1: No one who listens to us cares.
0: That's a good point. I feel, yeah, the other barriers to entry have arrived. Um,
1: yeah, there are. I don't think anyone who listens to Taylor Swift is also like, you know what I'm OK with? All of these jokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um Let's see. Oh, yeah, he also, I do, like, the first, like, interview I read, he, like, basically just, like, threw his team under the bus, and he was like, that's why the jokes were bad. It was them. It's, like, oh,
1: so his his Barbie joke was, oh, Oppenheimer yeah, right. was based on a Pulitzer Prize winning book, but Barbie is a joke about a plastic doll with big boobies.
2: Huh.
1: And Greta Gerwig was like, he's not wrong.
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> Which is so because sick. she is
0: just the coolest person on Earth. Yes. Shout out to Greta Gerwig. Uh, I think my favorite fact about Greta Gerwig will always be that Noah Baumbach had to write Madagascar 3 to pay for his divorce from Greta Gerwig.
1: That's so um, funny.
0: It's so cool. It's so funny. Um, it's very like 3, Nicolas
1: Cage like having to be in horrible movies just to pay off debt.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just so funny that the debt in question is like...
1: Getting divorced yeah. from Greta Gerwig.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm getting divorced from Greta Gerwig. Um, uh, and they still, like, work together.
1: One like, day I just... hope that you have to write something terrible in order to pay for a divorce from somebody more famous than you.
0: It'll be, I've mentioned it before, it's going to be the novelization of the Pennsylvania Girl story. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Well, people, you might think that I bring it up too often, listeners. Um, and if you do, uh, fuck you. You don't have to listen. I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but no, really what I'm doing, I'm just making sure that the iron always stays hot so that when I need to strike, it's ready. Um, yeah, I think what I'm going to do for this semester and the next one before I graduate, I'm just going to each semester, I'll choose an initiate and tell them the tale uh, just sort of bring them in on my dark mysteries. Uh, I think yeah. that'll go well. Yeah, oh absolutely. Well, i they'll be very carefully chosen. I'll spend a whole semester mm-hmm. weeding people out, narrowing them down. Someone will like say something in class and I'll sort of like shake my head and pull out a small notebook and cross a name off. and it was what you so just do over there. Like, ah, no, don't don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like the tweet journal too. So like people look through the thing and it's just like the collect I've told you about the tweet journal, right? No. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, hang on. I can't believe I mentioned this. It's sitting right next to me. So now that I'm off Twitter, instead of
1: write down all the tweets you want to tweet in that book.
0: Yeah, so because what it is is I um I got this I got this thing in the mail like last year, uh from a group called what is it uh Young Americans for Freedom the no a uh, Young America's Foundation is what it's called the okay. YAF. I have never heard of this organization. You neither. One day. My school's mail center tells me that a package has arrived for me. And I go, interesting. I didn't order any of those. Let's see what it is. And it's this thing, along with a note that's like, hi, Matthew, which don't like that. I know that, like, <laughs>
2: you know that that's my legal your name, name is Matthew.
0: <laughs> well, I know, but it's just like it's always weird because, like, I had gone by Matt for so long now
2: that, yeah. like,
0: anytime, like, a letter starts with, hi, Matthew, I'm like, right, you don't know me. And it just sort of like takes me out of it. But anyway, we thought that you might enjoy this journal so you can keep your patriotic thoughts like it was like almost something exactly like that. I wish I had kept the note so I could remember exactly what it said. Like, we hope it'll serve you well. And as it goes, yeah, well, at first I was like, this is like the start to hotline Miami. Like this was supposed to trigger me to kill a politician, but they accidentally forgot to program me. Right. But uh... (laughs) then I was like, what am I going to do with an evil conservative journal? Um,
1: so you've just been writing tweets of it.
0: Yeah, I just sort of, so I just write my tweets in it. Um, and, um, you will know,
1: you give us an excerpt?
0: Sure. Um, oh, the first, the first few parts are just like, uh, like reworks of like some of my favorite alt tweets that I've actually posted.
2: Like, mm-hmm. for
0: instance, the first thing that anyone will read when they open this journal is, I'm like if Patrick Bateman hated sex. Um, you know, Very good. a classic. Uh, let's see.
2: Uh... Boy, these are these are dicey.
0: Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, no, I will not be reading excerpts from this journal. I think it's what I've decided. Um, but when I'm done with it, my there's a there's a little free library on Main Street in my town. And when I filled the journal up completely, I'm just going to leave it in the little free library for someone to find. That'd be so um, funny. <laughs> so the journal will serve me well.
1: Oh yes. Oh yes
0: um i don't remember why i brought up the tweet journal oh yes that's where i'll be writing down the names of my prospective uh inductees
1: which will make it even Uh, funnier in the free library (laughs) there's just a list of names crossed out your school crossed out
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like the ring you hear the pennsylvania girl story and you have to like make someone else listen to it or you die i don't remember how the ring works it's been a long time
1: but um cool
0: um all right, do you wanna bring this one in for a landing? Yeah. My throat is killing me. I'm gonna make an herbal tea. And then listeners, we will see you on the Patreon where I and presumably Jillian have some exciting tales oh. for you guys. Oh so, boy, uh, do we. You're not gonna well, you're not gonna wanna miss this one. Uh, we no longer have an outro.